0: Welcome to Curious Psalms, a podcast where we practice reading and praying this wonderful prayer book of God's people. I'm your host, Matt, and joining me for our episode on Psalm 72 is first-time guest, Jana DeGeis. Jana has recently joined our staff here at Granite Springs as our new director of community engagement. In her own words, she has a passion for people, hearing their stories, facilitating opportunities for them to serve and grow, and leading them into deeper awareness of who they are and who God is. I'm sure you will hear this come across in our conversation today. I'm looking forward to it. To get us started, here's Jana reading Psalm 72.
1: Endow the king with your justice, O God, the royal son with your righteousness. May he judge your people in righteousness, your afflicted ones with justice. May the mountains bring prosperity to the people, the hills the fruit of righteousness. May he defend the afflicted among the people and save the children of the needy. May he crush the oppressor. May he endure as long as the sun, as long as the moon through all generations. May he be like rain, falling on a mown field, like showers watering the earth. In his days may the righteous flourish, and prosperity abound till the moon is no more. May he rule from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. May the desert tribes bow before him, and his enemies lick the dust. May the kings of Tarshish and of distant shores bring tribute to him. May the kings of Sheba and Seba present him gifts. May all kings bow down to him and all nations serve him. For he will deliver the needy who cry out, the afflicted who have no one to help. He will take pity on the weak and the needy and save the needy from death. He will rescue them from oppression and violence, for precious is their blood in his sight. Long may he live! May gold from Sheba be given to him. May people ever pray for him and bless him all day long. May grain abound throughout the land. On the tops of the hills may it sway. May the crops flourish like Lebanon and thrive like the grass of the field. May his name endure forever. May it continue as long as the sun. Then all nations will be blessed through him, and they will call him blessed. Praise be to the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does marvelous deeds. Praise be to his glorious name forever. May the whole earth be filled with his glory. Amen and amen. This concludes the prayers of David, son of Jesse.
0: Jenna, welcome to Curious Psalms.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: We are so glad you're here in the meta granite spring sense that you are here. (laughs) And I'm extra glad to have someone for the regular rotation of Curious Psalms. Another (laughs) voice. Yay. You didn't even know that you were being coerced or forced to sign up for the regular rotation but
1: yeah i heard there was a contract (laughs) (laughs) that's right
0: i I have kevin put in the fine print for any employee you know (laughs) it's like on the back page but nothing's double-sided until that back page yeah it's very sneaky yep shall we just dive right in with the psalm okay the first question as always what stood out to you in reading the psalm
1: I think one of the things that stood out most to me was just this huge picture of abundant life. So Mm. the imagery that's there, talking about all these images from nature, like rain falling on the field and the mountains and this king ruling from sea to sea, like people bringing gifts. It's just so, like there's such a richness to it. It kind of reminds me of like a coronation hymn or something where there's that sense of royalty and grandeur as well
0: yeah one of my favorite images in this psalm is verse six. May he be like rain falling on a moan field. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it means a lot when you live in a very dry place yeah, with lots of drought
0: <laughs> yeah I, that's true. I just love the specificity of a moan field like mm-hmm. i I don't know I don't know Hebrew well enough to know what words like standing behind that, but like <laughs> clearly, this isn't just a field or a pasture. there's a like, specific image that they're tapping into, right, yeah. Abundance kind of runs all throughout this. I mean, one thing that stood out to me is, like you were saying, there's a sense of maybe a coronation kind of psalm going on here. Mm -hmm. You can imagine, right, the crown being placed on the king, all the people proclaiming something like this. But one of the things, too, is like this ends book two of the psalms, which is clear to me because I have a big header, book three, right after this one. And so it ends with this little coda, that verse 18 and 19, of praise be to the Lord God, the God of Israel. Mm Mm-hmm which on the one hand, I was like, okay, it's a coda to book two. It makes sense. Like it's just sort of every book ends with something like this. On the other hand, I thought it's very interesting that in a Psalm about the King, presumably the King of Israel, we then get this praise be to the Lord God, the God of Israel. It made me think of in first Samuel eight, where the people are like give us a king and God's like, right. I am your king. <laughs> they're like, no, no, no. We want a king like the other nations have. God's like, well, it's not going to go well for you. Like this king's going to demand all kinds of things to you. And maybe this is just me, you know, voicing a little bit, but it did feel like there was kind of like a subtle, like almost like this is what you could have had. Like the Lord God is ultimately the one who does these marvelous things. Like the standard of king here. Right. Is so high. It's so far beyond kind of human expectations in so many ways so i love the juxtaposition of all these prayers of blessings for the king and then we're going to conclude actually both this psalm and the book but also this psalm by praise be to the lord god the god of israel
1: right no, amen and amen i think in one translation it said yes and yes and yes <laughs> it's like that's oh, a great triple. way to end yeah <laughs> <I love laughs> we that. really want this to happen yeah
0: so. yeah yeah And even like, praise be the Lord God, the God of Israel, who alone does marvelous deeds. I'm like, isn't the whole Psalm kind of praying that there's also a king who will do pretty marvelous deeds? Like, it's just interesting, (laughs) right? To put these, the the editors of the Psalms have put these right in conversation with each other, which I think is super interesting.
1: Like, even if the king is great by human standards, like, how does that even come
0: close or measure up to who God
1: is and his deeds, right?
0: Yeah, I think that is a nice segue. You're professional. It's like you've been <laughs> doing this many times. To, right to our second question of what we learn or how we encounter God in this psalm.
1: Yeah, I think one of the things that I noticed is, so it starts at the very beginning, verse one, endow the king with your justice, O God, Yeah. the royal son with your righteousness. Right. Yeah. All of this is a prayer of like, this is who God is and we want some of it. Or like, mm. this is who God is, may our king be just as, amazing and just and right and everything, which, again, is echoed in the final verses, kind of 18 and 19 as well. Yeah. So I think like that kind of image of this is who God is and we want to emulate that in our in our societies as well as kind of something that we can learn about God. I think also one of the things that I noticed is all of these praying, may he do this, may he do that. One of the older translations has he shall he shall he shall so oh. there's just such a certainty about this that like when they're asking god to equip their king to do all these things that they already kind of know that god has the capacity for it and uh, yeah. is there and would wish the same thing he wishes for this abundant life as well
0: yeah i love that there's yeah because we can use we can use blessing language or like this kind of prayer language and it can be a little bit wishy-washy almost like we're hedging sometimes right. right in english i think so it's helpful to bring out i think the confidence of the psalm as it's may may this be true may this be true but it's it's said with an expectation yeah that it will be
1: right i definitely find myself praying that way sometimes like god if it's your will maybe can you do this <laughs> yeah, but yeah. if not that's fine too yeah, and yeah, i yeah. think that really leaning into that and believing that god is who he says he is and can and can accomplish these things that are in line with his purposes. I think that's just a huge step of faith and trust that I wish I was better at. So <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, the Psalms, I guess, are helping us on our way, right? Right. I think it's true for just about anyone maybe listening. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was also thinking about kind of the the nature of the language here that it is blessing, it's anticipatory. Mm-hmm. And then I was also thinking in terms of this question that over and over the hopes for this are dashed. Like there is not a king of Israel of whom these words would have been prayed who lived up to them perfectly. Right. You know, and I mean, it, it goes to the point of just like just naturally it's impossible. May or in his days may the righteous flourish and prosperity abound till the moon is no more like for all times forever and ever. Uh, may he endure as long as the sun as long as the moon through all generations. Mm-hmm. like there's some sense in which obviously there's no human who can live up to this right just the the capacity of this psalm, which I think then points us it points us forward it points us to God right The end of the psalm explicitly I think is helping us maybe make that shift. But then it also points us to Jesus, I think mm-hmm. of what that here is a king. this becomes a description of Uh, not just of one people group of one nation describing what they hope their kingdom what their government looks like but it becomes a description of god's kingdom where jesus becomes the king whose days in fact are as long as the sun as long as the moon through all generations because of his resurrection so i think there's this way i I was curious i looked this psalm is not used anywhere in the new testament it's not quoted Mm -hmm. It, it kind of Reading it, I'm like, this is feels like a slam dunk, <laughs> New Testament, <laughs> yeah. New Testament Psalm, but it's not actually picked up explicitly anywhere. Right. Uh, but even from the beginning of Jesus' life, you know, there's when the angel comes to Mary in Luke one. Jesus, he will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, mm-hmm. and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Think it's not a quote, but you hear the echoes of this kind of language there. So right. When I think about this question, how do we encounter God? I mean, the whole psalm is a description of what his kingdom might look like, right?
1: Yeah. I definitely noticed that a lot of the language was similar to some of those Old Testament prophecies like Isaiah 9 or Uh Isaiah 60, 61, 62 of just like, Jesus will come. He will be a light. People Mm -hmm. walking in darkness have seen this, right? There's just such a contrast. Like you were talking of the brokenness of our world that this will never come true and then the person the actual human and god that this will be fulfilled through which is jesus so
0: and the emphasis on the afflicted the oppressed the children of the needy like it's just when you think of jesus care for the lowly and mm-hmm. god's care for the lowly it's not unique to jesus <laughs> in, in particular but you have this yeah it's just like the, and you read it and it's like this is the kind of kingdom you want to live in right right like that's too like it's actually going back to your first comment like the kingdom the kingdom that God envisions is also the exact kind of kingdom we would all live in. Like it's images of rich abundance. Right. It's not austere. It's not, you know like the gifts are bringing being brought in from the nations. Like it's just yeah, overflowing and mm-hmm. beautiful. And sometimes I think it could be tempting to think that, you know, if I really if I really let God be king things would get miserable (laughs) quickly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I'm not in control anymore, right? right? (laughs) So I I think the psalm is a kind of imaginative invitation to Mm -hmm. to to a richer vision of it.
1: Yeah, and I think in our world, it's so hard to trust the people in authority and the powers around us. It's so divisive, and it's really hard for us to imagine a place where our leaders live in justice and righteousness and things like that. And as human everyone is, you know, gonna be sinning and is culpable. But there is this sense that it takes kind of a holy imagination to mm. get to this. And the Psalms kinda help shape that in us, right? Yeah. They help us know that there is something more to be longing for and looking for as well in the midst of our very messy world.
0: Yeah. Well, that's another seamless transition, Jenna. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you hosting duties here soon because our third <laughs> question, how does this psalm help us to pray? You maybe begin to offer the kind of initial thought about it, but tell, right. tell us more.
1: I think one of the things that first popped into my mind when I was reading this and thinking about prayer is the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. So the line especially where it says, your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. It's just mm. very much, these are words that have been spoken throughout the church for ages right? And we get to join in that and say, okay, what does that actually look like? I know when I pray, pray that, sometimes I'm also thinking about what I'm going to have for lunch later, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on a Sunday morning. But when we really dive into it and we say, okay, we want God's kingdom to come. Jesus talks about his kingdom all through the New Testament. That's right. one of his main themes in his parables and everything, just trying to help shape again that holy imagination of his people saying this is what the kingdom is like this is what it looks like this is what it should be not what you're experiencing right now this is where we're going and then even all the way to revelation of these pictures of a new heaven and a new earth and probably rain on mown fields and everything <laughs> yeah, yeah, too right. right so that's where we're going and um, but we don't have to wait for that too there's a sense where we are already living in the kingdom too. It's this already, but not yet, right? God's kingdom has come in part with Jesus coming and we are living into that and get a piece of it now as we're waiting for it to be completely fulfilled. So yeah, that's what came to my mind is that Mm. we can really lean into that when we pray and this might be a concrete picture of what that might look like.
0: Yeah, I'm really struck by what you're saying about living in the kingdom now. Mm-hmm. because there's so much about this psalm that feels beyond right beyond our grasp and like I think what does it look like to to recognize that God has put like that this kingdom is a current reality mm-hmm. right the the kingdom where yeah the the afflicted are defended the children of the needy are saved where the oppressor is crushed mm-hmm. I wonder if part of part of praying it also becomes a question of how can I participate and how can I be a part of of this kind of kingdom work. That's Mm -hmm. not just simply for, you know, one day when Jesus comes back and sets all things right. Right. So we can't wait for that day. But how is that breaking into our current reality? Even, I mean, I think I'm talking to someone who loves the arts, (laughs) (laughs) but even think of, you know, as you imagine the treasures coming, how are those treasures spent? Well, you know, in beauty and Mm -hmm. even the natural images, right, are deeply beautiful images. So how can we participate kind of in the kingdom of, of what's happening here. And maybe that, that becomes a part of our prayer.
1: Yeah. And I think, like you said, it gives us something to look forward to. When when we're living kind of in survival mode, it's very mm. challenging for us to imagine more than the next day or the next hour even. And so to have this picture of what life might be and to imagine that and like you said through the arts and through music that's kind of where i definitely picture and resonate with some of those things as well i think like that's just that's just so beautiful that god's kingdom can come into our reality now it doesn't have to be just survival mode until we die and that's it so yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah, it can be really beautiful in that way
0: yeah i want to loop back to to your comment because it's so funny you talk about the lord's prayer and that's exactly what i had in my notes too Mm-hmm. I had I'd noted down your kingdom come. And I think a couple of weeks ago, maybe in a prayer, the framing talked about this. And I'm sure I've talked about this maybe on the podcast before. But C.S. Lewis talked about this idea of festooning prayers. So uh, by which he meant, and he actually talks about doing this with the Lord's Prayer, where you take a line and then you unpack it with additional prayers. Mm-hmm. So your kingdom come and then you begin to pray what that would look like. And then you'd move to the next line and continue on. Yeah. And as I read Psalm 72, I was like, this is just i mean it's asynchronous it's out of time but (laughs) it feels like it's just festooning the prayer your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven and you could pray that line and then you could go and you could pray psalm 72 as a way to unpack it yeah and i think too for us to think to pray the psalm in light of god's kingdom coming and then to really think what this looks like because there's images here that are a little bit more foreign to us right like Mm -hmm. uh we don't have in our kind of democratic context the image of like tribute from foreign <laughs> nations being brought. Maybe maybe sort of diplomatic gifts or something like that is yep. the closest thing we could think of. So there are foreign in- images, but really looking at this summit, okay, how do I pray? How do I pray that all the gifts of the nations will be brought to you, God, and will mm-hmm. that glory, your glory will be magnified through these things? How, right. OK, what does this look like to pray for all these aspects of your kingdom to come true? I, I thought Lord's prayer is a, like very natural place. Psalm 72 just feels like it slots right in right in there for us.
1: Right. And I love in verse 17 how it talks about then all nations will be blessed through Him, uh, yes, and they will call so him a blessing. Right. So that. That's definitely Jesus's kingdom, but then there's an invitation to, right? There's an mm. invitation to live into that. There's an invitation to be that blessing. Like you were talking about, if we take some of the language from um, Isaiah or whatever, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to yeah. do all these things and preach the good news and you know be a blessing and save those who are in distress and open the eyes of the blind and all of that. Yes, I was definitely talking about Jesus doing all those things. But if we are... Christians, many Christs following him. Mm-hmm. Then he also invites us into that. He invites us to be a part of that blessing, not just to give it, but also receive it and live into that more fully. So I think that's really cool too.
0: Yeah, that's great. A kind of remarkable way, right? The king as envisioned here, and we might say is almost a messianic king as envisioned here, isn't just mm-hmm. a pillaging conqueror, right? Who puts all things to right under an iron iron fist, but in fact, blessing flows out, which is really, really remarkable.
1: Yeah such a picture of shalom such yeah, a thing to pray uh-huh. for right yeah right
0: anything else to add about psalm 72 Jana?
1: that was most of my my thoughts on it they I were great thoughts love for it to come true right now yeah
0: <laughs> right i know yeah lord yep. come quickly well thanks Jana, for this conversation it was so good to have you on for a first time but not a last time this is the end of book two so we are 40 percent of the way Wow. through the, the <laughs> books of the psalms but we are much closer to halfway uh in just a couple of psalms so let's conclude in fact with the words that conclude book two praise be to the lord god the god of israel who alone does marvelous deeds praise be to his glorious name forever may the whole earth be filled with his glory amen and amen or yes and yes and yes go out and pray the psalms